1: Welcome to Sound Reasoning. I'm your host, Perseus Poku. On today's episode, we wanted to continue our series on the attributes of God. The attributes of God. What is God like? What has the Bible revealed about the God that we worship? About the God that we love? Uh, Who is He? What is His temperament? Um, What is His motive? What is God like? And attributes are are used to denote who God is. And as I said in the previous episode, we started off with episode uh, one, dealing with God's goodness. Uh, On this episode, uh, we're going to be dealing with God's justice. God is just. God's justice. Uh, In the sense that God... uh, looks at situations and he uh we will use the term he weighs them uh, but God deals with us justly fairly equitably and his type of justice is not like human justice God's justice is not based on popularity his justice is not based on Titles, it's not based on positions. God cannot be bribed. And to be fair, there's nothing that we can give God that he doesn't already have. God is everything. He has everything. So when God deals with us, is purely, it's based purely on his love for us. His love for us is rooted in his divine nature. And we're going to talk more about that. Uh, God, because he's good, and we already talked about that in the previous episode, that God is ontologically good. Goodness is who he is, and goodness uh, comes out of his nature. So when we talk about uh, the justice of God, is God fair? That's the question we're asking. Is God fair? And when we look at the story of Job, Job was, in a sense, asking the same question. Can I get someone to intervene or mediate between me and God to make my situation better? And God said, no, there is no mediator. It's me and you. There's no one that you can appeal your cases to. When God is involved, when God makes a judgment, it may not seem fair in your eyes, but you have to trust. You have to trust because oftentimes the decisions that we're making may seem good in the moment, may seem right in the moment. But God, who sees uh, tomorrow from yesterday, he knows best what to give us. He knows best how to deal with us because God sees everything in his eternal nowness. So even though something may seem right to us in the moment, even though our, our inclination is telling us to choose door number one and God is telling us to choose door number two, It's best to trust God. But again, that presupposes we know the voice of God. We have to learn to be able to discern when God is speaking to us. But God is just. He is just. So, as we continue on this episode, dealing with divine attributes... Today's episode is dealing with the justice of God. And what we're saying is that God is righteous in his dealings with humanity. He is absolutely fair and he judges righteously or we can say he judged or judges justly. So in his dealings with us as humans, God is absolutely fair, and he judges justly. So let's look at uh, some scriptures to help us with this doctrine of God's justice. When we look at Psalm 89 and 14, it says righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Love and faithfulness go before you. So, the psalmist is is giving us a glimpse into who God is. Righteousness and justice are the foundations of his throne. So, when God deals with us, he's dealing with us righteously because he is righteous. And when God deals with us, he's dealing with us justly because God is just. God cannot be bribed. God cannot be intimidated. God is not biased. So when there's a dispute between me and another person, God, when he deals with us, he's not dealing with us based on um, purely emotional, um, biased feelings. God is dealing with us justly. It reminds me of the story of when, uh, Solomon had a situation between the two ladies. One was the real mother. The other one was the uh, the fake, uh, uh, was the imposter mother. And uh, Solomon, because God had given him wisdom, was able to make the right decision, whereas someone else who didn't have wisdom infused by God would have made their own decision. But I thought uh, because God is just God, uh, the way that he touched Solomon to solve that dilemma was supernatural. God was able to put in the heart of Solomon uh, the psychology of motherhood knowing that a mother, a true mother would not harm their child. A, a, a mother in their right mind would not harm that child. And once that situation was presented to both ladies. The imposter mother was, was willing to harm that child. And that's when Solomon knew that that was not the mother. So it's important that when God gets in the middle of our situation, that we learn to hear his voice, number one, and that we learn to trust him because he is a just God. He's not like the judges we see on television. He's not like the judges we see in the courtrooms. When God makes a case, when God is dealing with a situation, he's dealing with it with total knowledge. Because God has total knowledge. No, no human judge can ever say they have total knowledge. Even judges with all of the uh, evidence they have at their disposal with all of the case studies that they've read over the years, even judges make mistakes, but not our God. Our God has total knowledge and his capacity we're going to talk about that when we talk about his omniscience when because god is omniscient because god knows all and because god is in every space meaning that he his his countenance is everywhere he knows when a fable is being expoused he knows when someone is being disingenuous god knows when someone is not being totally truthful god knows the steps that we're getting ready to take. And because he loves us, he deals with us justly. And ultimately, even when God chastises us, he's still just. When God says no to the things that we're asking for, he is still just. Because he knows us inward and outwardly. God knows that if he were to give us some things, we would destroy ourselves. So God is saying no. And then sometimes God is saying not yet. Our next uh, scripture that we want to deal with is Acts 1034. And it reads, Then Peter began to speak. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism. And that's Acts 1034. Um, Peter says, I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism or partiality. It uh, doesn't matter if you are a Christian who've been walk, uh, walking with the Lord for 30, 40, 50 years. It really doesn't matter when it comes to what's right and wrong because sometimes we can be mistaken. Sometimes we can be wrong. So when God is dealing with a situation, He's dealing with that situation uh, based on his his godness, based on his ability to know everything that's surrounded or surrounding this particular situation. God, there isn't a decision made by God, whereas he may be missing a piece of the puzzle in order to uh, give his deliberation. No, God knows everything. We are finite, so as we are uh, dealing with a situation, we may not know everything, but God knows everything, and and, and then um, God deals with us for our benefit. Even though sometimes he has to chastise us, it's still for our benefit. When a parent and i 'm using a human example when when a parent chastises their their child it's not because they don't love them it's for that child's benefit this is why the child is on punishment this is why the uh, the, the the child received the consequences for not being able to uh, participate uh, uh, in, in whatever it is that they uh like to do it's because We understand that if we don't discipline them, then um, we're we're not showing our love capacity towards them. If we love a child, we not only encourage them, but we chastise them when it's necessary. So God loves us and he loves us. As Peter says, when he came to his realization that God does not show favoritism. God does not show favoritism. He doesn't love like some parents do one child over another child. God loves us all equally. His love is unyielding. Now, um, obedience is another thing. Uh, It doesn't mean that he doesn't love us because someone decided to be more obedient than than me. And because of that, um, there were more blessings bestowed upon this person because they, were, they are uh, most of the time obedient. If I'm most of the time disobedient, I'm not going to get the same uh, blessings. I'm not going to get the same results. Um, it doesn't mean God doesn't love me. God still loves me equally, but he, uh, he respects our will, and we have to deal with the divine consequences give you an illustration if you went to your uh if you planted something and you neglect it you uh, and, and and you plant a seed you you neglect it you you don't water it you don't uh, uh put um uh nutrients around it and 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 you don't tend to it and and you expect this uh this uh, uh, fruit to blossom and produce more fruit and it doesn't happen because you neglected it uh, you, you you didn't tend to it. You didn't take care of it. You didn't uh, 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 pull out the weeds. You, 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 you didn't put the fertilizer down. You didn't do what you were supposed to do. But yet you expect a beautiful uh, uh, blossoming harvest from this particular seed. It is not going to happen because you didn't tend to it. And it, it's the same thing. Uh, if someone else had the same seed, they put it in fertile soil. They put the fertilizer down. They, they, they tended to it, make sure that the hot sun didn't scorch it and, and, and they did everything they were supposed to do. They pruned it. They, they did everything. And then they received a bountiful harvest. That person yielded more. And, and that's what happens is, is, uh, when we do what we're supposed to do, right? God wants to give us some, some things, but because he is just, He can't go against his own divine laws. There are things that we have to do on our part if we're going to receive the manifold blessings that we want to receive. You can't be a person, as an example, a person that stirs up chaos, but yet uh, think that you're not going to get caught up in chaos in your life. If 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 you are a person uh, that's a busybody, always in other people's uh, uh, business, always in other people's affairs, and so not tending to your own, there's going to be consequences. And because God is a just God, He has to allow you to reap what you sow, because He's not going to violate our will. So God is just; He's just when things are great. When you are having a mountaintop experience and he's also just when we're in the valleys. And sometimes being in the valleys is not necessarily something you did, but because of circumstances, because of of life, sometimes we find ourselves in the valley. But God is still just. God is still good. God is still uh, the same God that uh, has been there when we were having that mountaintop experience experience. So Paul, uh, Peter rather is saying in Acts 10 34, I now realize how true it is that God does not show any favoritism. Amen. Amen. And, 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 and this is an important fact. There are some of you who feel less than in God's kingdom because of what other people, um, have done to you inside the church. Uh, There are some church members, uh, because they've been in this local church for 30, 40, 50, 60 years, they make other people feel as though God loves them less. And that's not true. God is a just God. And it doesn't matter if you are a newborn Christian and this is the first day of your walk with the Lord. God loves you just as much as someone who's been in the church in church. Uh, the Lord's house for 30, 40, 50, 60 years. So don't allow anyone to make you feel any less than uh, um, someone else because God loves us all equally. He is a just God. He His justice is to be preferred. Uh, I often think about this symbolism of American justice as we find um, in many on the outside of many courtrooms where uh, Lady Justice uh, has on uh, blinders. And the reality is uh, those blinders have to be transparent because in many cases, the uh, justice system in America um, is based on um, status, it's based on race, it's based on gender, it's based on, uh, a lot of things that it shouldn't be based on and, uh, and, and we see this every day. We see this in every state. Uh, there are judges who, um, look at the same case, but render, uh, a verdict based on their own, uh, isms, whether it's racism, whether it's sexism, whether it's ageism, uh, they, their verdict Oftentimes it's inconsistent with what the uh, case is all about. So we, we, we see in many cases judges that make the wrong decisions based on their own um, issues, based on their own culpability, based on their own shortcomings. But when we're dealing with God. I know it's a a foreign concept, but when we're dealing with God, we're dealing with someone who has no negative biases, someone who has no earthly biases. We're dealing with someone who's totally fair, someone who's totally equitable. We're dealing with someone that loves us equally, but yet part of of his love is also justice. In Romans 12, 19, we're reminded, do not take revenge, my dear friends. Believe room for God's wrath, for it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. So the, so, so the Lord we serve is an avenger. We don't have to take things into our own hands. Oftentimes we respond based on anger. We be, we respond based on confusion and our natural reflexes is to handle things the way that we used to handle it before we met the Lord, before we start wa- walking with Jesus. And we want to take it into our own hands. we, we want to pay somebody back for uh, uh, for something they did to us. We come up with this theology of do unto others before they do unto us. And that's not going to work. So we serve a God that says that the uh, weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're spiritual. They're spiritual in nature. And and we demolish in arguments. And so in a sense, we're not uh, fighting this war with artillery. We're not fighting this war with bows and arrow, with nuclear bombs. That's not what's going to uh, change uh, men and women. What changes men and women is to... Uh, fight the war spiritually. And and, and what does that look like, look like? Fighting the war spiritually means that we get on our knees. We talk to God and say, Lord, you see what's going on. Lord, you see uh, that uh, I'm being mistreated. Lord, you see that this situation is not right. Lord, you see that this situation is unfair, so I'm putting it in your hands and I need you lord uh, Lord uh, to handle this because you are the avenger you you're the one when you intercede when you uh, decide to act it's it, the, the action is perfect whereas if I react, I'm going to say the wrong thing, I'm going to do the wrong thing and then um, uh, with me transgressing. It's going to lead to other issues. And sometimes when we do things, that sin or or, or the effects of that sin carries on, not just for days, but for years. I often think about Abraham. God promised Abraham a son. Abraham listened to his wife and slept with Hagar. And here we are all these years later. The remnant of uh, Abraham's sin and transgression is still in front of us when we're dealing with the uh, Arab-Israeli conflicts. It's because uh, a man decided to not trust God, but listen to the counsel of someone else. So we're going to stop right there um, as we um, continue this discussion on God's justice next week. But uh, just keep in mind, whatever you're going through, you don't have to yield into your own understanding. God is just, he will listen to you. And then we have to have faith that he will handle the situation. Once we talk to him again, we thank you all for your prayers. And as always, uh, we encourage uh, not just prayers, but also for those uh, that want to support this radio show. Uh, please go online srministries.org, or uh, you can make your donation now to SRM PO Box 582306, El Grove, California 95758. And remember to always do for the truth what so many people do for lives.